You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to opening up discussions that most men aren't having, but you certainly don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. This is a weekly program and your comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello and welcome to uh, this edition of Real Men Feel. I'm your host, Andy Grant. With me, as always, is my co-host and friend, Apio Hunter. Hey, Andy. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you may notice there's like other weird faces here too. Um, <laughs> so this is a, uh, this is what I'll call a very special episode of Real Men Feel. Um, it's not when Bobby Brady um, gets STDs or anything, but it is when calling <laughs> this Real Men React. Uh, we've got a, a gathering of men who are part of the private Real Men Feel Facebook group to react to just the, the onslaught of sexual harassment charges that have been coming on. I, it started, it's, it's been two months. That's all it's been. Um, to, we're recording this on December 5th, and it was October 5th that the first New York Times investigation into Harvey Weinstein went public, talking about all the sexual harassment, assault charges dating back to 1990. And since that time, it has gone on to include, and this is just going to be a partial list of men that have been um, called out. James Levine, Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, who always seemed creepy to me. I don't know, but like, yeah, Charlie Rose is like a creepy dude. I don't know how he lasted as long as he did. Um, Glenn Thrush, he's a reporter. Russell Simmons, I did not know that. Jeffrey Tambor, uh, Senator Al Franken. That's been the hardest one for me. I like Val Franken. He's freaking funny. It's like, yeah, that, one's, that one is a bit of a surprise. Yeah. But, but even you know. like to, the, the whole staged photo thing and like, does a comedian get permission? Like I'm trying to be funny and oh, it wasn't funny. Oh, forgive me. I know. Yeah. Oh, so my constant reaction to this whole thing has just been a, like, well, what the fuck? First, like how outlandish, like Weinstein with his whole routine of, oh, meet me in my bathroom and well, how about a massage? Like, I was just like that. It was so like sleazy. It was hilarious. But then just keeps going. And I get if I was on the other end of that, I would not find it hilarious. But, you know, as this keeps going and it's, it's in politics, it's in Hollywood, it's in, it's in reporters, it, it's just, and it, there's no end in sight. Like what, what? What comes up for you? Like, what's been going on for you? Like, Apia, what do what you want? Well, you know, it's interesting because what I've noticed is that the backlash seems to be more so against industry figures, whether, whether it is in Hollywood, whether it is, it is in tech and, and the, the, the VC world, um, in the corporate world, and not just Hollywood, but also just in television and everything else, which by extension, I guess, is Hollywood. But the one place where you still do not see any backlash with one exception, with the, which is the exception of Al Franken, and that's in politics. Because in reality, this whole conversation, everything started with our wonderful president grabbing women's pussies. And there's been, there still has been no backlash to that. Same thing, you know, we have somebody who is essentially a child molester who was dating teenage girls when he was in his 30s, potentially being elected to, to the Senate in Alabama. Um, and, and so in the world of politics, it seems like there still is a level of immunity that's actually there, but everybody else, there's absolutely accountability, accountability. I mean, the, the, I was going to say the chickens are coming home to roost. So since it came out, it just came out. The chickens are coming home to roost and I'm honestly thrilled. I'm, so, I'm shocked and disappointed in some of the people that I've seen, you know, who have been accused and who eventually have had their careers come crashing down. 
I don't, I'm not happy to see any of that. I really am not. I don't rejoice in seeing anybody's life completely being ripped apart, falling apart. And yet at the same time, I'm also very happy to see how there is this shift in perception, there is a shift in this conversation, and it is a complete and total paradigm shift. So I'm happy to see that because now we can truly speak up without fear of you know, whatever, all the fears that we had in the past. So that I'm happy to see. Anyone else? I agree with that completely. Um, I think it's an interesting juxtaposition to see some of the things that are happening, though. I mean, I've had people talk about the difference between musicians where you expect this kind of behavior <laughs> in the music world, and some of that behavior comes from the people that actually want it. That's why they're there to meet them. Right. And then you see it in Hollywood where there's people that want to that are trying to get into the industry or trying to, you know, put themselves farther up the ladder and they're being taken advantage of in these, in these situations. And then you see it in politics where the backlash is only from the people on the opposite party side. People mm -hmm. on the side with that party are much happier to put a pedophile in office than a Democrat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the shocking part. Mm. So I, I kind of think, you know, Trump not not feeling a backlash is what opened the door. And like all, all the women that were ignored, what was it? Was it over 20 that had him, at, you know, made charges against him as a candidate? Eight formally. There, I know eight. of eight that have been formally made uh, charges against him or accusations against him rather while he was an actual candidate. And those eight still remain very adamant about it. Right. And, and yes, there is that piling up, piling up and, and blame the victim. And, and that's especially true in politics. And that's, that just kind of you know, speaks to the nature of, of our politics and how toxic it's become in our country. And there, there is a recent, a, re, a congressman just uh, retired today, I saw in the news. And I, haven't been, I, I intentionally don't watch the news every day. But uh, a issue, John Cronin something, anyone following that? Mm -mm. All right, mm -hmm. so a congressman has been charged and he's stepping down. And it was uh, uh, sexually harassing his own staff. Um, mm. so he's going away um, I, and I just want to call out to you know to the to everybody else on the other side so Bill Clinton yeah. right Anthony Absolutely. Weiner mm -hmm. John F. Kennedy you know so so let's go back a little ways and you know and start on a baseline here with what we're talking about is a systemic issue that is is unique to this beautiful patriarchy that we've had in, in the United States and in Western culture for the last couple thousand years, where mm -hmm. power differential, more power equals more access to whatever. And that's, I think, you know, Apio, I resonate with you. It's like about time yeah. and scary as hell <laughs> yeah. to, to actually yeah. feel it. Be in it and and be witnessing like whoa it's coming apart at the seams. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see how um, how quickly things have changed in the confidence that women have in coming out with this stuff too, um, because it, it, there's there's a new I think it was a new paradigm shift I, I mentioned that you you had mm -hmm. seen in my um, writings on Facebook that uh, women are actually finally coming out being able to talk about this. And I think the Me Too, the hashtag Me Too thing, has really brought that to the forefront, given them the ability to realize that, hey, there's other women out here who will give me the support I need to, to say these things. Right. Yeah, there's the real, that's the positive side of the double-edged sword of social media. You know, the internet was hailed as this great thing that would bring us all together, but we've seen that it has the other side that can divide us. But it's good to see that with social media being able to use this, this powerful tool to give some of these parties, some of these people that were getting away in a consequence-free environment. And I'm a big believer in when you believe there's no consequences, big or small situations, that lends itself so much to the abuse of power. So, you know, the way Trump warps reality around him like this black hole is the problem. You know, his... He, he plays the fake news thing so well, like a maestro, like a master, where, you know, he can bend this truth where it's like people just give him this immunity. It's staggering. But I'm hoping that that will collapse under its own weight, uh, especially yeah. with, you know, with everything that's piling on and with 
how it's hitting all these celebrities and different people. I'm just hoping that the sheer weight of all this comeuppance will finally even crack through his seemingly impenetrable shell of real anti-reality. Well, yeah, and I think part of the, the what another benefit of all of this is that we see if we have, if we're truly honest with ourselves. All of the institutions, that includes the media, that includes, you know, the, the, the traditional media or whatever. Every institution in this country has in some way, shape, or form contributed to the overall disenfranchisement of the population. And so the backlash against the media, the backlash against so many, you know, so many institutions in our country, it's because they were all in the sleeping in the same bed. It was, it was an orgy to, a, to an extent. And so many people, of everyday people, are getting so tired of not being heard, not being included, that this is now, it's like, I'm finally going to speak up. And Trump's supposedly, you know, impenetrable shell is a direct result of all of these institutions all propping each other up and all contributing to this whole you know, mess that we have now. And now we see it all starting to crumble. And yes, you're, I, I, I agree with what you said, Anthony. There is going to be a point where even that shell, even that impenetrable shield, if you will, will eventually crumble as well. It's just, it's currently at the core of it all. But as men, I mean, are you, I want to ask you guys, I want to put it out to you guys. Uh, as men, are you feeling like this dichotomy being torn in two directions? First of all, you know, there's that line, and I don't know if you saw The Dark Knight, that movie where the one character, the Harvey Dent character, says you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> and it's echoing in my head. I mean, mm. you know, Kevin Spacey, love that guy. Man. Love Kevin Spacey, used to. You know, Danny Masterson, I loved him on the 70s show. You know, Louis C.K., take by beat my heart, man. I love Louis. Just all Jeffrey Tambor, for God's sakes. I love that guy. I mean, every day, it's like another, and you're just, you know, oh, my God, what have you done? You know, but it's like, I still love this guy, but now it's like, uh, you know, you're torn in this direction, but you're like, no, you, you shouldn't be doing this. So it's, it's as a man, it's, you know, you start feeling, uh, at least for me, you know, you start feeling responsible. And I, I wrote, I've written blog posts about being your brother's keeper. And I, I think that we're sorely lacking in that. I think that that, you know, the big thing with improving, I think my big thing is, the big takeaway is improving relationships with women has to start with improving relationships between men. We need, Absolutely. To, we need to keep each other accountable. And, you know, they're talking about in all these reports I'm reading that the big killer of men is isolation and the big cause of aberration and behavior and mentality for men is isolation. And that isolation, you know, idle hands breeds horrible things. You know, that's the devil's workshop, right? As you say, but an idle man with no friends in isolation will become aberrant. And, you know, if we're not holding each other accountable and saying, dude, what are you doing to our friends or to our loved ones who are men? If we're not holding them and keeping them in the test and they're doing the same for us, we get crazy. Like, I just don't know how to say it, but good job, nice, Anthony. Yep, and it's it's really difficult to to see it happening with people that you really look up to. You know, when it's actors, um, when it's politicians that maybe you voted for, when it's um, anybody that was famous for something else besides this. I mean, it's you're not going to feel this way if it's Jeffrey Dahmer, or you're not going to feel this way if it's Charles Manson. People that are already famous for horrible things, but the people that you look up to because of what they do. Um, again, it, it, it's going to take a shift um, and, and a lot of us to do this. We have to start recognizing women as they want to be seen as sexual beings and not sexual objects. And that's mm -hmm. a huge difference in, in the way the world is working. And it's starting to, I think it's starting to see a light of change, you know, just a little bit. That's so a good point. That, that helps because I really want to talk about like, I don't know how I'm supposed to act. I, I'm thank God I'm married. Cause I don't know how I would date or like meet people. Like I, like, is, this so, is this so systemic that every man has been harassing people? I know. I, I've gotten to the point where I don't know how to flirt anymore. I just, I'm just going to stare at her until she that, agrees to marry me. Right. And, and seriously, that like, because I saw someone yeah, right. down south, you know, I think it might have been around the Roy Moore stuff, but saying, well, how do we go courting then? You know? <laughs> okay. I need to go courting. Oh, so slow it down, though. Slow it down. And now, okay, so, Andy, how do you go courting? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about it. 
He's, he's out of the game. If, if we were like, that's the thing. It's like yeah, slow down. I would down. be so confused. Like, and that's one of those. That's one of those memes that I've heard. Well, well, we're you know we're we're taking away the romance from stuff. So is romance mean non consensual? No. So I I know I've never raped anybody, <laughs> but I I'm sure I've harassed people. I, I just because because cool. I don't know what it's meant in the past, and I'm not even sure what it means today. Cool, and well, I, I think for me that's been a big deal, like getting in touch with the I'm responsible for this too. Yeah, like when I look back at you know who I was in college and who I was before college, and like how I what I didn't think about, what I wasn't conscious of. Yeah. And I think that that's a lot like the doors open so that we can look into our closets as men Mm -hmm. and get like, oh, shit, this is the impact that I've been having. Yeah. Yeah. Consciously or unconsciously. Well, I think a lot of us, I think it's unconscious. Yeah, I think I think the tough part is is that you can't really look at this and go, okay, let's treat them the way we want to be treated, because as men, we want different things than they do You know, a lot of times. And you can't. But you have to try to figure out what's respectful in their views and what is, you know, classy in their views, in, in your behaviors, and, and not necessarily try to think of it from your own perspective. And that's, that's the tough part. And I think that's where we have to really start paying attention to what they're saying on, on social media. Yeah. And, and the, you know, it's, the actions are that we're doing. Yeah. It's interesting because a friend of mine the other day who, you know, honestly, he's been in kind of a dry spell with women, and, you know, and he's... You know, he's, he works in a public place where he kind of interacts with customers and customer service. And he said, you know, there's just, there was this girl the other day, he's talking to me and a couple of their friends. There was this girl the other day, man. I just wanted to go up and tell her like, you know, you're beautiful. And I'm like, dude, don't do that. I don't know. It's like, don't do that. Not just, if you think a woman's beautiful and you're single, go ask her out. Like just say, Hey, you know, would you like to go out sometime? Don't say, Hey, I just wanted to tell you you're beautiful. Like, no, like, cause if you see, if you, I will, I work in Philadelphia and I walk down the street and I see how women have to walk down the street. Like they are very guarded. They're very nervous. Like women need to be like, they're very, they don't want to, they don't want to make eye contact. So you, you got to kind of just leave them alone. You know, you, they don't know you. It's, it's, and I don't know if I'm taking it too far, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's like women don't want to hear that they're beautiful or like, Hey baby. Like, you know, and this, this guy's very respectful. He's a good friend of mine. But it's just like, you know what, dude, like if you're going to go, go all the way and say, hey, you know, and if she says no, then that's it. No, you know, and that's, you know. I have to toss something out there, which is, no, I know that at least, in, at least in my workplace, it's perfectly safe for me to actually compliment a woman because that's all know. It's like, I have a husband. So it's perfectly safe for me to do that. Because when I actually compliment them, I admit, I'm not saying it in any way, shape, or form. I genuinely mean it. Right. But having, at the same time, even I am in that space of like, I need to be very conscious of what I say. And instead of saying, you know, using words that, which could potentially be triggers or challenges, mm-hmm. Instead, use words which are more emotionally neutral. So I've become, I've started to become even more conscious of the emotional resonance of, of, of the words that I'm using to make sure that they are emotionally, at the very least, emotionally neutral words for us. And it, I just, I just default to not complimenting anybody. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't want to live in that world. I that, default, I default to not insulting women so much that even if I know we could be at like a woman's baby shower and I won't even say congratulations on being pregnant. Cause I'm just like, you don't want to ever, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm overcautious. And yeah. So is that, are you now living in fear, which is an entirely different, uncomfortable place you'll eventually yes. find? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just figure I give them a gift and that's congratulations. I don't know. So it's like, but it's, it's interesting. It's like, yes, are we taking it too far? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I think one of the things that may happen as a result of all of this right now is this may give women the empowerment to tell you when you're saying something that's out of line or just to say, you know what, I don't appreciate that. Yeah. And, and hopefully not fear the backlash from you for saying it. Um, but I do think that one of the things, one of the things I've always felt is that women should be told at least once a day that they're pretty or that they're beautiful and that we men are horrible about doing it and we're horrible in the ways that we do it. And I think that they still appreciate it. Um, I don't think, you know, if you walk up to somebody and say, Hey, you know, I love your hair. They're not going to be freaked out about that. Um, but you know, the, the cat calls down the street, you know, and See, the yeah, whistle. There's a difference. 
Those, yeah. th that's a huge difference in your attitude coming across to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say something about the whole, you know, going to one extreme or then to the other extreme. When you're holding a pendulum in a particular position for a long period of time, when you release it, it will swing to the opposite extreme briefly. But as you allow that pendulum to swing, and rather than trying to hold it in one place or the other place, eventually it's going to right itself and it will right itself much more quickly than trying to say, this is right, this is right, this is right. Just allow the pendulum to swing and eventually it will reach that state of balance where we don't have to be afraid of anything and we can speak openly. And yes, we can say, this is what works for me. This does not work for me. Yeah, because that's one of the challenges yes. I've had. If, if, you know, if I'm Al Franken and I'm writing a skit with someone I'm on tour with the USO with and I'm like, oh, I'm going to kiss her in the skit. And we do that. And she never says, hey, don't do that. That's not cool. And we do it every night because it's in the sketch. Then, like, I, I feel bad for him for being punished years later. And, and these other things have happened. But this one thing, being punished years later. But if you, as the other person involved in this, didn't say, hey, don't do this. Like, no means no. But if no one ever says no, like, how, how is a man, do, do you know what the hell to do? Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, though, too, in hopefully this will change but in the past women have been afraid to to speak what's on their minds thank you Kim. um yes. because there's just been too much of a backlash from i mean look at brock turner um what, what's going on with him i got six months you know in jail for raping somebody and now he's trying to get this his conviction eliminated and erased you know it's that affluenza you know that that white privilege that um rich kids have you know and that's the results that women are used to seeing from their mm -hmm. protestations yes Yes. Yeah, so it really is a lot of things I'm blurring. So it's the uh, the patriarchy and privilege of being white, middle-aged men, powerful, rich, uh, controlling the gateway to careers, to success, to whatever it might be that are finally clamping down on people. Yep. Yeah. And we still see some of that backlash taking place, again, in the world of politics, where, you know, we see in Alabama, how incredibly toxic, toxic it's become. We see our own president just lashing out at anybody who calls, out, calls him out for, for his behavior. Um, you know, it, it is to completely turn it around and make it about that. So yeah, there's still, we're still seeing elements of that, but the backlash I think is definitely crumbling. And, and we're seeing a lot less of it now. In my experience, you know, any sort of personal growth expansion requires awareness. And mm -hmm. absolutely, the, the president is the least aware human being yeah. I've ever seen in my life. So it's kind of neat <laughs> that he's there as an example. Uh, Careful but, about your projections, Andy. <laughs> Careful about those projections. <laughs> I can't determine whether that guy is the least self-aware person I've ever known, but I can certainly project a whole lot of shit onto him <laughs> that's out of my own shadow. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. That, that's a good call-out. That is a very, very good call-out. Yeah, um, he is the embodiment of, of shadow in America. I mean, he's yes. all the dark shit in our, that we've been sitting on for, for all of this time. And, yeah. you know, I've got, I've got Trump voters in my family, in my immediate family, and, and almost Trump voters in my immediate family. And the, the look in their eyes when, and these are all men, of course, um, and the look in their eyes when he says the shit he says it's it's like wow i wish i could say that that's yeah. exactly yeah that's exactly it it's it's our shadows the shadows of these other people are reacting like yes i get to do this too because you're doing it and you're the most powerful man in yeah. the country that yeah. means it's okay it's in this it, he's the enabler in chief and yeah. that's what really scares me is that it's that he he's giving this out for this lizard brain id that all men bear this burden of you know this caveman neanderthal like unga bunga hit the woman over the head with the club and drag her back to your cave you know and it's he's given it's he's given this ultimate seat of power so that's my concern yeah. and yeah frankly like you know i think a lot of trump voters are like oh my god what happened especially i think women voters uh, who voted for trump were like you know is it really worth it that my that the stock market's going up I, my money's okay you know, and we're financially better, but is that worth 
you know, all of this darkness that he's enabling. So it's just, I think some people are having buyer's remorse, but I don't know. I don't know if there's enough of it, but I have, I, to, say, I have to say that, yes, it is worth it because yeah. it's also enabled these women to step forward. It has yeah. enabled mm-hmm. that paradigm shift. So, mm-hmm. so yes, all of this mm-hmm. dark shit, which is coming out, guess what? There's a huge blazing spotlight on it right now. Yeah. And so it's enabling so many conversations, including this one to take place that it, it, in the end, it's, this is a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's messy, but it's good. We'll have a good Yes. Yeah. We're, crossing yeah. through the, we're crossing through the abyss as, as a collective, as a society. And yeah. 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 Some people think the abyss is really cool and this is where we belong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. It's an exorcism and exorcism. They're never, they're never pretty, right? I mean, you're exercising all this darkness. So it's, uh, yeah, it gets better before it gets worse before it gets better, right? So. So there were a couple comments in uh, in in, the, in our private Real Men Field Facebook group that I'd like to um, share because because Kenny, you wrote this talking about the paradigm shift happening. It's just the beginning. It's long overdue. If you're a man who has treated women as objects or possessions to use as you please, your day of reckoning has come. Hmm. Um, and a lot of a lot of guys in the group. Yep, agreed, agreed. Um, one response was this. My deepest concern is that comments like Ken's here from the heart are even being perceived as threatening. There is a witch hunt happening, and God forbid you say, not all men. This whole thing is sad. Some of these men, I fear, are being falsely targeted to balance the scales, but how do I know? Defending innocence without a trial is a surefire way to receive judgment and become one of them. And the not all men thing, you know, that's a really good place to interject this here because I was just thinking it. They, their response from women is, we know. We already know that. You don't have to say that. And if you, if you haven't treated women like shit, you don't really have anything to fear here because they're not coming after us. You know, it's not, it's like everybody who has a gun's not going to have to give it up now. You know, <laughs> they're not right. coming for them. You know? Exactly. It's like, the people because, going, yeah. it's like the people backlashing on all, Oh, all lives matter because the black lives matter. Like no kidding. They're not saying white lives don't, don't matter or all lives don't matter. They're just saying black lives are more yes, at risk. Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing is that, yes, women, like you said, Kenny, like, yes, women know that it's not all men. It's, it's just, I don't know. That's the thing. It's everybody gets their back up and it's. Yeah. So yeah. is it more, is it more defensive scared men are saying mm-hmm. not all men, you know, gonna, you know and hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think they get offended because they actually feel that women are starting to look at all of us differently now. And, and some of them, I'm sure, are. Uh, some of them probably have not been fond of us for a long time because of some of the experiences they've had. But they're not all looking at us that way either. So it's not all women. Well, and have been. That's the other thing here is like, I think that there are a lot of good men who are kind of waking up to like the reality that women have been existing in for so long Mm -hmm. that it's just like, that's part of the denial too. Like not all men is like, Oh, I don't really want to acknowledge that my wife has experienced that. I don't really want to acknowledge that my mother experienced that. And I don't really want to acknowledge that my 11 year old daughter is going to, or already is experiencing that. Yeah. So, and instead of feeling threatened, maybe we should be part of the solution. That Hells, yeah. And we take, we take action. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. so, so part so of it is being the change. Sorry, how, go how ahead. Are we, no, but how, are we, how can we as individual men be the change? I like to say my personal mantra is I am the change I wish to experience. It's not be the change because that almost creates a level of separation. It's like putting the responsibility in somebody else. So instead, I take responsibility and I say, I am the change. I am responsible. Mm -hmm. I am the one who will act in a way. And I will be responsible exclusively for myself. I'm not going to worry about anybody else being responsible. I will. And what happens is that it reaches a critical mass when every single person says, I take responsibility for myself and I don't care about anybody else. They can be responsible for them. I will be responsible for me. What eventually happens is that comes together that comes together and it ends up happening because we're focused on being responsible human beings for ourselves and being responsible for ourselves. Is there a concrete action? Like really 
I'm an idiot. Tell me how to behave going forward. A conscious action can simply be being conscious and aware of your thoughts and what you say. It can be as simple as that. I don't think that um, what women are expecting from us does not, guys like you and I, all of us in this group, we are already responsible for our, our own actions. And we're all you know, adults and we're respectful to women. We all have these qualities already. They're not looking for us to change that. What they're looking for is for us to be our brother's keepers. We need to call out the behaviors that we see in others. And I can only be responsible for my own actions, but I can also point out the, the hey. inappropriate actions. Of yes. Others. Yes. That's yes. what they need. I completely agree. Here, here's when we know that it's really changed. That I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm printing something off to hold up in front of the camera too. Here's when we'll know that it's really changed. There are dozens of men out there who have witnessed, we've been talking about Trump, who have witnessed things that Trump has participated in and done. When those men start coming forward, right. this has changed. And that's what it's going to take. Because right now, I even feel this. I can feel this in my own body, but I feel it in the whole, like, all of maildom. There's this, like, guardedness, right? Yeah. Oh, when is another woman going to come forward to take down somebody else like Al Franken? When is another woman going to come? There it is again. That's those sick, that sick thinking. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be everybody who's like, no, bro, not okay anymore. Right. You know, that'll be different. And the, I'm sometimes conscious of my own shit. I'm sometimes conscious of the stuff that comes out of my mouth. I'm sometimes conscious of my actions. There's also a key in here about like shutting up me shutting up to listen to the impact that I have on other people around me. And whether it's women giving me that feedback or men giving me that feedback, it's like, Oh fuck. I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see that I was having that impact and learning to take responsibility for that too. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Off. yeah. And I mean, it really is this thing where we need to police each other. I mean, and I know that sounds harsh to say that, and I don't want to make it sound like we're in this police state of men where we have to like report on each other. Like it's big brother now, but yeah, I mean, it's, and, and it's been a while since I've read, you know, King warrior, magician lover, you know, but it's, it's this, there it is, but it's this, you know, this mature masculinity. And if we in this group say, if the, the five of us here, you know, we have this gift of self-awareness, we have this gift of mature masculinity, isn't it, isn't it beholden upon us to go out and teach men who may not have the benefit of whatever brought us to this self-awareness to spread that self-awareness and to serve them and to serve women by extension, you know, absolutely. Make, so it's, it, we have this responsibility and I'm big into heroism and I'm big into the heroes of movement. And it's just like, you know, yeah, you need to go out and step out of your comfort zone and say, you know what? Yeah, guys, this isn't cool. This isn't great. You know, and you're going to be ridiculed. You're people are going to be like, Oh, you know, you're, what are you a feminist? Blah. You know, I don't, I hate labels and you're call me a feminist. Well, yeah, maybe I am, whatever. But the thing is, you know, this isn't right what you're doing. I see we don't want to call you out on it. And you know, that's how you help. And that's what we need to do. It's the, the weekend after Thanksgiving, I went on a hike up a mountain in New Hampshire with a couple buddies and it was a gorgeous day. There were crowds and, and people of all ages, uh, just going up and down the mountain and I'm talking to people and smiling and changing stories and, you know, talking to strangers and a couple guys I'm with like, man, yoga pants are the best thing ever invented. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck is, what? Where's that coming yeah. from? What you talking about? And I'm, I'm like, wow. Like, I'm looking at people in their eyes talking to them. And obviously, mm. that's not what they're doing. And I felt, I didn't, I didn't say anything to them because I felt, oh, I'm the misfit here. I'm talking to humans. I'm not yeah. checking out bodies. And I, I didn't say anything. Hmm. But that was the first time I noticed like, a comment like that. I don't, th I don't think even two weeks earlier, I would have even heard that or, or mm. thought about it. Mm. Was that part of the, you know, should I have called them out? Should I, you know, what do you, like, what? what call what, them in. The line? Call them in. Call them in. Call, call them, them out. Call, call them close, right? I, I value, I value the people in my life who have, who have opened my eyes to stuff that I wasn't seeing in a loving way. Mm. 
in a compassionate way. And, you know, when I talk, work with my 13-year-old son, self-respect is like the core of everything that we talk about. Like, hey, you can be like those guys out there without self-respect. But here's what self-respect looks like. You respect yourself enough to honor the people around you. You respect yourself enough to give dignity to the people who you're with, you know, and, and holding that. And like in, when I have leaned in, um, like, hey, dude, like I hear what you're saying. And maybe the woman that you're talking about didn't hear you, but maybe that woman over there who just watched what you were doing did. So maybe you didn't impact the woman you were actually ogling, but what about the witness? Mm. Or what about the boy who was like 10 feet away listening mm. to it? So what does self-respect look like? Yeah. You know, and what, what do we want? What do we want as a culture of men? How do we want to feel in the world? And how do I want the women in my life to feel? I'm glad that you brought up the witness because something a thought that just occurs to me is, you know, a commitment that I've made is to not be a silent witness anymore. If I'm a witness to something, to not be silent. Mm -hmm. And whether it is a private conversation, which is my personal preference, or whether it is, you know, screaming it from the rooftops, it doesn't matter. No more being a silent witness. So that's, that's a great point, Poison. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and it's okay to be attracted to women. It's okay to appreciate the female form. But there's that, yeah, there's that fine line of like, oh, man, yoga pants. Like, come on. It's just, it's, it's immaturity versus an appreciation and a respect for women. You can still be attracted. Men can... You know, I know Andy, it seems weird because, yeah, it's like, can we even, can I talk amongst my friends about like how hot a girl is? You know, I mean, you know, sometimes guys, that's just how guys are wired. So I think we need to kind of give ourselves some, give ourselves a bit of a break, but we also need to be, give our, give women a break too. You know, we need, we need to understand like the difference between being appreciative of the female form and, and, and acknowledging that men have this hard wiring, you know, that we still haven't evolved out of, uh, but it's also like it's there's, there's limits, you know, and there's that right. self-limiting, that conscious, that awareness, that again, that mature masculinity where you're like, okay, enough. And again, if you have enough good relationships that you're cultivating with other men in your life, when you need that other person to be a stopgap, when you checks and balances from other men, they're there in case you're in a period, you're in a place in your life where you're in a dark place and your shadows looming. We're like, okay, dude, enough. You know, so it's. Yeah, you bring up a good point, and I think that, you know, I've actually heard some women, or read the text anyway, of some women discussing little things like this, and they say, you know, how far do we go with our complaints? You know, are we getting so nitpicky that we lose credibility at some point? Because they don't expect us to not look at them. You know, they, they appreciate the fact that we think they're beautiful, and, and I think they don't want the groping, and they don't want the, uh, the rude comments, you know. I, I think that they're, they're, they do expect us as men to appreciate them. You know, I have to, I have to say, you know, kind of have a, have a laugh at my own expense right now, because when, they, when you talked about the yoga pants, I honestly was thinking of, oh, they think that yoga pants are really comfortable. <laughs> That's honestly what went through my mind. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, cool. I might just be heading down to Lululemon and get myself a pair of yoga, you know, <laughs> yoga pants. So I can you know, be more comfortable. And it's not what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm understanding it more now. But, you know. Yeah, no, those those are referred to as meggings now, I believe, <laughs> for the men. <laughs> oh, that's new for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Meggings. Mm. <laughs> Have any of you guys heard of like? I don't even know what it stands for. It's like MIGTO. Yeah, I, I don't. Admit, what does that stand I, for? I haven't heard it. It's like these, it's, it's like, it's, it, it reminds me of like, you know, remember Al Bundy on the Married with Children, like the Women's Haters Club. It's like, you know, it's again, it's this manifestation of like, well, if women don't like me and uh, women are attracted to me or I can't get a girlfriend, then you know what, guess what? Screw you. I hate you all. And you just suck. And there's this uh, conspiracy against the sacred masculine. And I've, I'm like, come on, man. Like it's, just, everything's got to be a conspiracy theory now. If something's wrong in your life, you know, it's just. No, dude, just be better. 
instead of looking for a scapegoat like it's scapegoat it's the united states of scapegoating i can't stand it anymore it's like instead of complaining and looking for you know oh chemtrails are horrible and you know the lining inside potato chips are making frogs you know yay and it's just it's crazy like like alex there's our next show it's like alex jones crap like it's just you know i don't i don't get it it's like we live in this we we need to start we need to stop scapegoating we need to start looking at each other and it's just looking at ourselves critically and i think that is what trump's america is what we're we're devolving and we're unlearning how to do that unfortunately so it's it's i don't know i i despair sometimes of getting through it but again you know it's talking to you guys who recenter me and get me back to like you know again this is the darkest for the dawn it's the it's the uh, no birth comes without pain right so it's it's uh, i'm just hoping for the new level pain is there suffering is optional right (laughs) uh, so louis ck's name got mentioned earlier and i want to talk a little about him because uh so I'm in the Screen Actors Guild, and this year I'm, I'm part of the nominating committee. I get sent, like, every movie in the world to see who's worthy of being nominated for awards. So nice. I got his movie, um, Daddy, I Love You, before it got pulled. Wow. So if people don't realize that he's, he had a, Louis C.K. directed a, his, his first – is it his first film? No, he's on a lot of TV. It might be his first film. And um, it has to do with sexual harassment. It's a big part of the plot. And for wow. years – I'm not a comedian, but I'm from Boston. Louis from Boston. I've heard for years that Louis liked to jerk off in front of women. Wow, you've heard that. Yeah. Oh, and then it wow. came out and, and it was, he finally came out and yeah, I did it. And, and part of his event was like, since, since I wasn't touching them, I thought this was okay. And mm. then it became like, I thought it was this weird, sad, pathetic thing. I thought like somehow it was always a joke. Hey, want to see something funny? And he jerks off and they're like, yeah, gross. And they leave. But they all felt trapped. Mm-hmm. And they felt they had to sit here and watch him jerk off. And now he, in part of his comments, he's like, I didn't realize that. I, you know, I'm a fucking idiot. It was horrible. I'm, I'm sorry. And his movie got yanked. So I watched it a couple weeks oh, ago. Intended. Yeah. <laughs> One of the characters in this movie does the same thing. Every time they're talking about this woman, he's <laughs> pretending to jerk off. Every time they mention this, this hot actress. And I'm wow. like, For, he's doing this. He puts in his movie and it's like, it's like the criminal wanted to be caught. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, I know I'm bad. I'm going to make one of my characters do the bad thing I'm doing because I want to stop somehow or I want to be shamed. But it was, if I wish the movie got released because it's got um, Louis C.K.'s character, his daughter is a high school senior and someone that Louis looks up to as a mentor is another a film director and he's in, his, he's in his 70s and he's known for going after teenage wow. girls. Wow. And he starts going after Louis's teenage girl. And Louis's like, do I stop this? Will, will it help my career? Uh, uh, uh. And it's, it's got, it touches on so many things going on. And no one but me will ever see it. Wow. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. powerful. It's neat. I hope it does get out. It's not because it's a great cinema. Or, you know, it's not, I wasn't going to put up for any awards. But it was very timely. And it's just sad that. Mm. Almost autobiographical in a way. Well, yeah. very much, yeah. Like a cry for like a cry for help. Like somebody stop me. Like you said, I mean, and and it's crazy because in his comedy, and I can relate. Like you know, when he talks about in his one special where he's like, you know, we're gonna need and it's get it gets better for like chubby guys. You know what I mean? Like, and I relate because like you know, I related to that part in his comedy because you know, I grew up. I wasn't very popular with the ladies. I was always kind of like overweight, and it's like maybe that's what. And Louis always jokes about being like that, but that's true. Like maybe. You know, there was some aberration that he developed as being like, like he, his words, like vaguely heavy with no face, you know, like, don't worry. Like, as soon as like your, cir- her circumstances meet up with your looks, you're going to be great. And you're, you know, so it's, I don't know, maybe the, I know what it's like to be like a chubby guy who was kind of rejected by the girls. But at some point you have, to, you know, like I did in my life, like you can't just go out and say, you know what? Ah, screw it. You know, it's women's fault. I'm going to go out and I'm going to jerk right. off in front of them. Like you yeah. can't. And then there's like, it's funny. I look, I'm a comedian. I, I can try anything. And if I get a laugh, I don't. Like, like I, I have prevented two rapes in my life because I saw women saying no and guys not giving a shit. Mm. Um, I've never, I, I don't know what I would do if I had a friend that liked to jerk off in front of women or at a party. And well, I take that back. I did have a friend in college who liked to just whip it out and would show off his balls and just thought that was his like, hello, how you doing? Um, wow. And wow. I thought it was pathetic and sad, and, but I never talked to him about it. 
You know, I wonder, having yeah. seen the movie and after this stuff came to light about Louis C.K., I wonder how you would have viewed those scenes and that kind of stuff in the movie had you not known about no, this happening. Good question. You know, how do you think you would have viewed that movie had you not known that information? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I would have taken it in as funny. Like, the, again, that character doing it was like, well, that, he's a blue, I didn't look up to him. <laughs> you know, but I just took it for what it was. It's a it's funny scene. There's a guy doing that. You know, I certainly wouldn't think like, oh, that that poor other female character is happening. Yeah, because you see it as fiction. You don't see it as reality. Right. Yeah. And then to learn that everything that his, you know, all of his fictional things are based in reality. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, it's a it's a it was a weird thing to watch. We're blind to the water we swim in, right? Until we're not anymore. How's the water? The the the, the one thing about the fish, it's like, how's the water? What's yeah. Water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard. We can't see it until, holy shit. And I, I have a feeling that there are a number of people, like Al Franken, that seemed like his response, too, is like, wow, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Once. And now, Shit. Here we are. Yeah, well, and, yeah, and Al Franken is that he's owning up to it. He's mm -hmm. not like yeah. you know trying to blame the victim or anything like that. It's like you know what? I'm sorry. I real. I'm glad you guys brought this to my attention. I this is what I was thinking at the time. If I need to face the consequences, I face the consequences. See, that's yeah. the thing. I hope so. Like, I hope when they go on the apology tour that they don't. They're not thinking that like, okay, I'm. I'm going to get out of this. I'm just going to apologize out the wazoo. And then I'm like, no, like you still need consequences. And Franken broke my heart because I always looked up to him and I had just watched him having, you know, uh, what's her name? That one uh, comedian, she sat down with an interview with him. I was drawing a blank on her name, but anyway, she has the dark hair, um, Jewish comedian. Sarah um, Silverman. Sarah Silverman. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Sarah Silverman just had this thing where she, I love, I love you America. And she sat down with Al Franken. She, you know, sits down with all these different people. And I'm like, oh, I love you, Al. And it's like, you know, ah, I can't single out like Roy Moore and say, no, he sucks because he's a Republican and, you know, he should be taken down. Like, I need to say the same thing to Al if I'm really committed to helping to protect women as a man. Even Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Absolutely. You know, um, Absolutely, yes. Versus Donald Trump. Like, I can't take one and you can't have my cake and eat it too. I can't take one and leave the other. You know, it's, well, you know you've you know, mentioned... Um, mature masculine a few times. You talked about consciousness awareness. So that's always changing. So we're all at distinct levels of our own personal awareness right now and our own maturity level of our masculinity. So can you punish yourself, judge yourself for what you thought and did 10, 20 years ago? Like that, that's a problem I have, right? Mm -hmm. Things I know not to do today. Oh crap, I did those before. What, what do I do about that? Was that poison? Moral relativism, applying today's moral values to, to what was past. And, right. and at some level, it's just about how much we are complicit in and how much we're willing to let go. And I think that that's what shifted. Like, there have always been people, you know, so I said JFK. So let's like really knock down some heroes. Martin Luther King was shitty to his wife. Shitty. Gandhi was shitty to women. Mm. Right? Right. Um. So let's knock down some heroes and say, yeah, they still, they still changed history. They still had this impact. Yes. And, and there were people who then, there were people then who were pissed off at JFK for doing the shit that he was doing. Right. You know, yeah, I, I think some of it has to come down to, if, you, if you're going to criticize yourself for your past behaviors, you have to look at the situation that you're in now. Do you still know the people that were affected by your behaviors? Can you contact them? And can you honestly have that conversation with them and say, you know what? I'm so sorry for what I did back then. And it may not be as important to them as it is to you, but they'll appreciate that you can get it off your chest, you know? And acknowledge it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think it's also an important reminder to all of us that, you know, the now is the most important time. And what we do now is going to be the most critical thing that we do. You know, what's happened has happened. If we've behaved boorishly, I honestly don't know. I mean, certainly not towards women, maybe towards other guys. I don't know. I, I, I would like to think that I haven't, but there's, it's entirely possible. 
that I was more towards other guys, actually. But what I can say, at least speaking strictly for myself, is right here, right now, if it happened or if it was interpreted that way, if it's perceived that way, I'm genuinely, truly sorry. But what I do right now is also critically important, and that's what I'm going to be focused on, for sure. So I'm, I'm really glad this, this conversation has been taking place because it has been so good of reminders, aha moments, <laughs> epiphanies. It, it's been great. Cool. Yeah, we're uh, we're at the top of the hour, so we're kind of I know running a time for some of our our guests tonight. So uh, we'll uh, wrap this up, and uh, I mean, I, we could continue this conversation again, and maybe we will. Um, I'd love to. Yeah. So I I love and appreciate you all very much for for showing up, for being yourselves, for sharing what you thought. Um, does if anyone has a quick parting thought, words of wisdom, now's your chance. I think what Apia was saying is is correct. We have to look at the now. Uh, every one of us is the person we are today, whether we like ourselves or not, based on the experiences we've had in life and what's brought us to this point. You can't go back and change that, but you can learn from it. And you can't apologize for it if you feel it's necessary or if you think people that you need to talk to feel it's necessary, you can do that. And I think you can only go forward from here. Thank you, Kenny. Cool. Yeah, I would just say, remember, be your brother's keeper. You know, we, we, we need each other to be mirrors for each other. When there's a time when your view of yourself is obfuscated, when you can't see yourself clearly, that's what other human beings are for, uh, you know, to be mirrors for each other, to help each other see each other clearly. So men need that greatly. We need to do that and be that for each other as men and cultivate those relationships and stop a seething in isolation and creating these aberrant behaviors. So be there for other guys in your life going forward. Beautiful. Nice, Anthony. Uh I will simply say compassion and accountability are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Amen yeah. to that. Yep. Thank God. Yeah. Thank you for this conversation, Andy. Uh, it, yeah. Thanks. It, it, thanks. It doesn't happen if I'm here alone. So, you know, again, thanks. I appreciate you <laughs> for showing up. Um, uh, Blue Medfield's taking a break for the rest of this year. This is uh, the final show for 2017, but we'll be back bigger, bolder, sexier than ever in 2018 respectfully <laughs> sexier than ever um <laughs> yes in the meantime check us out at realmenfield.org check out the facebook group you can join the private facebook group and uh you know join this cast of characters on a more often basis and uh you know if, if uh you're listening to this in the next few days you'll know, have a fantastic um holiday to hanukkah and christmas and new year's and all the fun stuff um and uh, be good to yourselves be well friends Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org, join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook, and share what you thought of this show. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.